Last time on Link Strike. Thaticus and the crew find the stone that they'd been searching for. After fighting the hags to reclaim it, they return to the ship. Upon climbing to the very top, they notice that something is off. The crew has been captured by the Corsair. After a hostile conversation, the Corsair rides away on a ghost ship. It is then that Thaticus decides, we must go see my wife. What will happen this time on... Link Strike. Yeah. <laughs> So where's your wife? Uh, that's a great question. Um, she's a merchant. Uh, she works for, well, she's the captain of the Tempest Breakers. Um, my best guess is they'd be in a port city, probably Stott or Prosik. Um, do, do you two compete against each other or just have different supplies? I, I'm a little confused. I mean... Why don't you work together? She's, she's a strong-willed woman. I mean, we... We grew up in the same town, uh, met early childhood, and we taught from our parents, you know, but... So you two don't get along enough to have each other on the same ship, but you're married? It's a little, uh... It's complicated. You know, don't don't ask questions like this. Alright, I mean, if you need to talk later, I... Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you. I was thinking of uh, practicing marriage counseling back at Senature, and break away from you know protecting the city in a different way it is what really what i wanted to do protect the city in a different way because you can you can face external threats shut up but sometimes oh, it's the internal no. threats that really break apart a community yeah Thaticus has walked away he's done he doesn't care <laughs> he cares so little um hey hey wait up uh Thaticus, do you know who the that Corsair was? Have you run into him before? No. I, there's been rumors of someone, uh, like a dark ship, but this is... I've never met him. I, yeah, this isn't good. It's like a ghost ship, almost. I don't... I didn't see it. Like, it, it, it's it's quick, too. Like, unbelievably fast. It's something... I don't know. We need to go warn her, and we need to talk to her. See if she can help. See if she has any leads. Um, she'll want to know too. I mean, like I said, she's from our hometown. I was doing this job as partially for money, partially as a favor for our hometown. I'm sure this will affect her too. Your your hometown, you need the brazier stone. Yeah. It's Is it too cold? I, I'm trying to understand the risk here. Why do we need to chase this person down? Why, why do you need this stone so much? What's with the questions? Just... I, I, do you, do you want to stay on the boat? Yes, I want to stay on this boat. Okay. Let's just head to Stott. All right? No more questions. I, I, Captain. And I go to talk with Mock. It's, uh, I'm assuming you're not going to get much out of him. Probably something that we should really come to terms with at this point. Yeah, he's very... I, I don't know. He's very off... off put like he doesn't seem to like us very much which is understandable but 
I, I think that after we helped him get the stone and helped him with the hags and everything, like without us, he'd be dead. I, I don't know why he's not coming around. Well, part of me thinks, you know, this might be defensiveness, which from the classes I took back in Tenature is, you know, part of the conflict with interpersonal relationships where because we helped him, he might feel vulnerable and that makes him want to push us farther away. You took interpersonal skills lessons at Tenature? Who, who offered those? Why didn't I know about these? Mostly from books that I had spare time to read. I know after a few of the bouts back in the the taverns and getting bored a little bit about those scenes, I just wanted to figure out the best way to communicate. Cool. Kudos to that. I didn't know that those books existed. I, I mostly read my, my father's my father's tomes. That's besides the point. Mock, we need to talk about about some things. There's a lot that's happened in the last I don't know. If you if we break our lives up into episodes, there's a lot that's happened in the last few of those that I think we should talk about. Yeah, I we have a couple days before we make landfall, and I guess this is the best time to really debrief and unpack some of that. And as the two of you are standing there uh, getting ready to delve into this conversation, uh, you're interrupted briefly by Jute, uh, who who steps up. He's kind of pulls the last bit of rope off of himself as uh, Thaticus has sort of strode away towards the helm of the ship. And Jute strides up to the two of you and goes, uh, hey there, uh, boys, um, listen, uh, if you don't mind, we need to uh, get ready to uh, to head out here. Captain wants us uh, making for start right away. If uh, you could maybe uh, touch base with each other afterwards, we need to get moving. You'll, it'll be, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to talk once we're on the water, once we're out moving pretty quick. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get, uh, get sails down, get ready to move. Captain? Hmm. So what are, what are your orders? Four sails off to start. Krask, if you can make something. Uh, Mark, if you would like to help, make it hot, please. That would be wonderful. It's been a long day. Uh, yeah, it's been a long day. Let's move as fast as we can to start. What should I do, sir? Help raise the sails, help pull the anchor, you know, get the ship underway. Talk to Quillen, see if there's any help he needs with anything. Can you heal it all? Yes, I can heal who needs it. Uh, a lot of the men seem like they got roughed up when they were captured. If you could tend to them, that would be great. Thank you. Yes, sir. And then I want to talk to both of you before bed, actually. And I need to talk with Mock before at some point. And this is going to be like an actual talk, not a, oh, no, another bad thing's going to happen. And this conversation doesn't occur, right? Because I've got, I've, got I've got some stuff that we should talk about. But yeah, okay, I understand. After um, after we get moving, yes, aye aye. All right, so Jute then uh, directs uh, you a little bit, Sully, with some of the rest of the crew uh, to help get sails down. Uh, but first, he asks that you go uh, get the get the anchor up. Cross goes ahead and, and grabs you, Mock, and the, the two of you make your way down towards the galley. Uh, so Sully, why don't you give me a give me a good strength roll to to pull up that pull up that anchor for me? Sure. That is only an eight, but I think I've got another luck point left. So I'm just going to try that again. Okay. Yeah, that's a nat 20. So I, I try the first time and it, it doesn't budge. So I take a deep breath and I pull my energy together and I try again to push on this gear. 
Yep. And with that, you uh, you then realize that you just weren't were sort of fighting against it some, and you you use the the mechanism, and you just give it a nice turn, and you can feel it dislodge, and then you crank that anchor all the way up very effectively, and you see Draken was uh, starting to make his way up towards you. He's like, oh, uh, looks like you uh, got it under control. Um, and you crank that up uh, nicely, and as soon as you finish that up, you see uh, the crew sort of waiting on you to help balance out the number of people needed to uh, to raise the sails. Um, and so you all grab onto to the various ropes, and uh, you just heave down in tandem, and the sails go up, and uh, Thaticus, you see a sight that makes you rather unhappy, as your sails have been pretty thoroughly slashed. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. This day keeps getting better and better. Um, How big are the cuts in the, in the sail? It looks like they were cut with some sort of blade. Like, they're not, like, torn asunder with chunks pulled out. Um, but they've been slashed through in long, like, six-foot swipes. Um, Six-foot? Yeah. Are you sure they're not, like, five-foot cuts? You could maybe say they were five-foot cuts. Okay. Yeah. Captain, that looks like that might impede our progress a little. Yeah. Hey, Sully. Yeah? I think I remember you repairing some crates and barrels last time we were in Brackenshire, right? Do you think that would work on the sails? I can certainly try. I've got a spell of, well, I've got a song of simple mending. I can, I, I pull out racks. I can give it a shot. Yes, you have my consent. <laughs> I look at Thaticus, who is the captain of this ship, as I press the button and bring out Rax as an instrument. You also have my consent. It's <laughs> <laughs> the fucking sails! <laughs> consent is important. And I hope yeah. this is a lesson, and I just, play, I just play mending. Uh, so I'm going to use the cantrip mending, which I might have to play a while if there's a lot of tears, but uh, it's able to fix simple like rends or, or breaks exactly yep it takes a it takes a few playthroughs but uh with that you can see the fibers of the uh, canvas beginning to knit themselves uh back together and slowly as you make repair after repair you can feel the ship beginning to lurch its way forward a little bit as the wind catches the sails and you begin your journey west and that is where uh, you are at for your uh, responsibilities there, Sully, on the deck. Um, there's a, a, a few of the, the crew are a bit injured, but nothing is too too terrible. Just some bruises and some scrapes. And uh, Draken helps direct you to those who uh, are, are most injured. Uh, you see that uh, um, Fink uh, had a, a, a pretty big gash on the side of his head. Uh, Stonewall uh, it looked to be a bit uh, battered and, and bruised up uh, as well. Those two seem to have taken the, the biggest beating. Um, and Mock, you are now down in the galley with Krosk, uh, who seems a bit frazzled as he's trying to uh, gather some uh, ingredients together. Uh, uh, Mock, what do you... I, I don't know. It's It's been a bit of a day. Got knocked on the head a few times. I'm not full of ideas for some sort of dinner do you have any kind of clue what we should be doing here any i try to recall the dish that sal made and look around for the ingredients and try to replicate it okay yeah pretty effectively you can find you can find those ingredients um why don't you give me a general like intelligence check i mm -hmm. guess to just see how well the the mixing of said things go like it'll be edible no matter what just kind of curious how good it'll be 
And 11? 11? Okay, yeah. I'd say, uh, you know, maybe you don't have the exact proportions down, but you've got the ingredients figured out. And it's it's as it's it's uh, cooking up, it seems like you've got a pretty decent uh, base of what, what could be considered Bartholomew's intended stew. And uh, you start working away with Krosk on that, who seems pretty interested in learning this new recipe. Uh, Thaticus, you are at the helm of the ship. What's uh, what's your plan? Thaticus is going to kind of stare off it towards the horizon. Very quiet. I, he's normally quiet, but I'm normally quiet. A couple people try to interact with him, but he's not, not really interested. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And then he'll remain this way until dinner. Okay. And uh, before dinner is ready... Uh, Quillen uh, goes ahead and uh, taps you on the shoulder there, Sully. Uh, hey, uh, Sully, um, you uh, ready to, uh, to give me a hand plotting our course? Plotting plotting the course? Yeah, we gotta gotta set things up uh, to get to start. Okay. I place Rax back at my shoulder holster. I don't know how to plot directions, though. Well, maybe it's a good time for you to learn or, or, or something I, I don't know uh it's but you said you like to draw maps thought maybe you could give me a hand uh, yeah okay yeah just lead the way so quillen uh with his uh two eye patches on he leads you uh to a, a cabin next to uh next to where Thaticus's quarters are and uh takes you inside and uh, as soon as he steps inside it's nice and dark in there uh, as many rooms on the inside of the ship are quillen can you can you c- confirm quillen does he bump into things does he know the ship well enough that he just like makes the turns like yeah he just makes the turns like he he knows where to go and he's usually has a hand running on a wall because i realized i just this might be a case of the blind leading the blind yeah. here yeah well, uh, well, lead well, the way. well here's a distinction though as soon as you do enter this the, the dark interior of the ship he does flip up one of the eye patches and there is there is an eye underneath just just yeah, he just one. flips up the one okay, and, cool. and works his, his way in and uh he lights a, a couple candles in this in this quarter uh in these quarters here and you can see this large desk with just tons and tons of papers spread out all over it and different cartographers tools uh, and you can see this large map, much like the one that Mock picked up from uh, from Lou earlier. And he's got this large map in mm-hmm. front of him of uh, of the Northern Sea. Um, and he, uh, you see him, you see some markings made with some like pins placed and some twine stretched of their their course to this island. And uh, you can see a little mark where uh, you were picked up uh, by by the ship. And uh, he's like, "All right, so, um, so we came from from Folsk, so that was a a trip down from the north. So the waters get a little, little choppy through this sort of passage here. But other than that, the general idea is to skirt the uh, skirt the coastline. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, uh, Stott's over here, and he points to Stott on the map, which you can see if you you uh, reference the map that I have sent you." I will look down. I'll put both hands on the table and I will look down at the map and I will look at the currents and try to see if a pathway comes clear to me. Go ahead and give me an, let's say a survival check. That is an 11, a flat 11. Flat 11? Okay. So Quillen looks over your shoulder as you begin to trace this, this path with your finger through 
And uh, he leans forward. What if we go over here and then we, we turn this way? And he leans forward a little and goes, um, well, maybe you would want to take this this path over here. But otherwise, that's it's not too bad for a first try. You never really plotted out on sea before. That's not too bad. You want us to go b- between these two islands? Oh, no, we're not going all the way up to Splitport. We're not going up that far. We're going down to Stadt. That's pretty much along the along the coastline. Oh, I see it by the Hellmark Fjord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Hellmark Hellmarch Fjord. It's a little tricky, I know. So we're gonna we're gonna skirt along that. We're gonna try not to get too distracted by the fjord. I think we're gonna give Prosik as wide of a as wide of a berth as we can. Why is that? What's up with Prosik? Uh, ghosts mostly, honestly. Just, <laughs> just. Just ghosts. Yeah, the no big deal. Just ghosts. The, the, just ghosts. The people in a city. The people there, they get kind of spooked out by things in the marshlands, but they also won't leave. Everybody's there. Everybody there's a little off. Not really. Captain doesn't like it there. He's not big into the superstitious folks. We're not really sure if the ghosts are actually a thing. He just gets kind of angry anytime we dock there, so we just avoid it. Well, I'm not saying that I don't believe there are ghosts. I definitely believe that there are probably ghosts there if people are saying really it. we've run into some ghosts ourselves yeah oh yeah we haven't filled you in dude in the cave we fought all sorts of ghosts and a a big old beast and some there were some hags in there man it was uh, it was kind of a lot that explains why the captain's so pissed off he's really not into all that superstitious bullshit makes some sense what do you mean superstitious? You know, like ghosts, demons, devils, hags. But they're, but they're real? But they're real. Well, I mean, he uh, he he mostly uh, mostly just is all about what he can see and experience. And if he doesn't come across something is after he's traveled this great wide sea, then it must not really be a thing. And it's just a distraction. Would it? be good to go talk with him or should we just let him process and it? I think he said he wanted to talk to you anyway so I'm not sure you're going to have a whole lot of a choice because it is his ship and Captain ain't really big on the whole let me just sit here and think about it for a while he's kind of a man of action hmm. so alright well how long do you think it'll take to get to Stott if we go around Prosec uh, it's going to be the better part of two weeks honestly it's a long, long voyage oh. we're going to be out at sea for quite some time that's like the entire length of time we were in the labyrinth. All right, I forgot you guys were in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a long haul. So uh, wow. find something to keep you preoccupied. It's about the best advice I can give. Cause after a while, water just looks like water. Thanks. All right. Well, uh, why don't you go see if uh, dinner's about ready? Should be about that time. Aye aye. With that, the dinner bell is rung by Krosk. And another nice, warm pot of stew is ready for consumption as everybody files their way into uh, into the, the galley. And uh, you hear a call go, go out from Urkai. It says, stew's hot. I saw the steam. I saw it. See, steam, hot soup. And you saw it first, that Urkai. That is exactly right. And I raise my hand for a high five. He... High fives you first. Yeah, he high, he high fives you first. His hand was already up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Sabaticus and Mock, you two make your way in after hearing the bell. Get yourself some some stew. And uh, I assume the three of you are all sitting together, roughly, or? Uh, Thaticus is being pretty distant. Um, he's probably sitting closer to Quillen or, yeah, probably Quillen. Okay. Talking briefly. But I assume, uh, like, they're bench tables, right? Yes. Yeah. I assume are. that they're close-ish. I think I'll sit on the other side of Thaticus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm serving out the soup, so I'm just going to sit wherever's open after everyone grabs a bowl. Okay. So you all enjoy your meal. There's uh, it's, it's a little bit more somber, not quite as, as raucous as uh, it was before uh, in, the, in the galley. Things are a little more quiet. People are nursing some bruises, etc. Um, general muttering of frustration of allowing themselves to get jumped, uh, etc. Um, but slowly uh, dinner comes to a close and uh, the three of you are, are sort of left to your devices for the evening as the ship is just cruising along at, at its sort of normal clip at this pace. Before dinner's over, I want to turn to the two of them and say, um, I want you in my cabin in an hour. We need to have a discussion. Um, and then he stands up and abruptly leaves. Great, I agree. Hmm. I start cleaning up some of the dishes and await that hour to be up to meet with the captain. I'll stand up and help you, Mock. All right. So as we're putting away dishes, I'll turn over to you and say, what, what did you want to talk about? I feel like we'll have an hour before the captain wants to talk to us and you know, maybe what we come to a consensus with might help us with our conversation. I stop with the bowl of emptied uh, a dirty bowl of gazpacho and I say Mock I saw the gods when Lou gave me that dreaming powder what 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 did they say did they say anything useful I don't think they're going to be able to help us I, I asked where we were I asked what they were how we can access them but they didn't have anything to add. They they just moped around about being dead. <laughs> Honestly, it was it was kind of a strange strange vision. Uh, I'd be pretty pissed about being dead too. And unless they can really access our world like Rax can, they're they're pretty cut off from it. I would assume. Maybe maybe that's why they weren't much help at all. And. Did they at least tell you about the history of what happened before they died, or? I didn't get anything out of them, but Rax was there. And Rax, he told me that we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't be searching for Tendature, Mock. As in, there is no longer one, or he knows something we don't? No, no, I, I think Tendature's still out there. I, I know Tendature's still out there. And everyone is still there. Everyone's okay. Everything everything is fine. But I think if we go back, we'll bring all this with us. I don't know how. I don't know why. But this stuff, the, the Corsair, the Proctor, the Duke, the Butcher, all of it is tied to us somehow. To, to Riv and Naom and Rax and, and, and your duster blades well that everything is tied to us and if we go back we'll bring it too so if we go back it'll be dangerous and we shouldn't because that'll hurt people 
that we care about. I look at the knuckle dusters and then I look up at Sully. It's not really tied to us. It's tied to these and seems like these are pretty tied to us. So I think you're right. Just like that. If the butcher is looking for us and we saw what it did to Rivneum. What did you see? Did you see everyone? Did you talk to them? I explained the vision. And do 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 do. Well, we'll really understand the hierarchy of these beasts and maybe ask a corsair about the butcher and the duke. Uh, intimidate some information out of him. See how strong the butcher is. And... If he's not the top champ here, we could easily go back and take him out. I don't know. What do you think? I think you're right, Mock. I think I think for some reason, something, I don't know what. Maybe it's maybe it's these. Maybe it's Rax and, and your knuckle dusters that are putting us at a place and at a time. Like Rax said, we're we're being taken by something to come where we are. There's a reason I feel that we're here with Captain Thaticus on the Rolling Thunder. There's a reason we're here, just like there was a reason we were in the Labyrinth and a reason we were in Brackenshire and Morrow. We have something to do here, and I think the best way for us to grow and to get ready to face the Butcher is to help Captain Thaticus and to help help get the Brazier Stone back. Does that sound crazy? I know it doesn't like it doesn't seem right. All the gods are dead. Why would there be something leading us? But if there is, I think this is what we've got to do. Ride the tides of destiny. Well, as long as we don't bring that evil home and everyone's safe, really that's that's the main thing I was worried about. All right. Okay. So we we keep learning, we keep growing, we help Captain Thaticus and maybe become his best friend someday. I mean, ideally, like always, ideally, right? He's such a cool guy. Oh, this fuck is a, you guys. Look at him. Something's up with the. Were there, are there Vince on this ship? <laughs> <laughs> Did we just? <laughs> is he? Is he listening to us right now? No. No. No one listening. <laughs> this is his brother, Maticus. <laughs> I I put out a hand for Mock. I take it. All right, we'll find our way home, and we'll set things right, no matter how long it takes. I've got time on my side, but I, I hope we get to this quick for for your sake. <laughs> wait, 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 wow. wait, wait! <laughs> Damn, hope we still, do it, you fuck! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still holding onto your hand, and my eyes just go wide, and I'm like, "Do you think this is going to take decades? Wait, how long is this going to be? Wait." I don't want to spend my entire life doing. I'm I'm hoping a few months more, maybe. Uh, How long do you think this will take, Mock? We're about a couple weeks away from just meeting with his wife. I'm squeezing your hand pretty hard. I mean, your y- okay. your mom didn't have any underlying health conditions, did she? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, Mock, and I finish shaking your hand um, and loosen my grip as I take a few deep breaths. I I hope this doesn't take our entire lives because, gosh, that would be really bad. But I'm willing to spend... 
I'm willing to spend what time it takes to get better and understand what's going on so that we can find our way back home eventually, but hopefully not before I die of just old age. That sound, does that sound fair? That sounds perfectly fair to me. And I, I can think of a pretty good way to accomplish that is we, we really need to cast away our fear. If we're going to get stronger, we can't run from every encounter. If we're going to gain this ability, we can't restrain ourselves from learning what we can do. That's going to be part of the process. But we also can't be foolish about it. Running up... So earlier on the ship, when I was on the rowboat, running up to face the Corsair, what was that going to do? That was going to do nothing. I had to wait and see how it was going to go so I could help out the best way possible. I guess it's got to be a balance. Cautious, right? I, I didn't directly go into the line of fire. I wanted to learn more. And I definitely saw that I was outnumbered and decided not to step in. But... If we can't rush in and protect what's important to us now, will we ever be able to? I hope so, Mock. I really hope so. I wonder what the captain had to say. I mean, hopefully he'll tell us that, hey, back home we have an army and we can go help you charge. And I, I Wouldn't that be highly nice? doubt that. <laughs> it sounds like his wife might have a little bit more reputation, though, if we're being honest. Hey, maybe maybe she's got like a fleet of ships that we can use to surround the goat ship and just do cannons or something. I no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe she's not a merchant. Maybe that's why they don't work together. Perhaps she's part of the military. Mm, maybe maybe she's like a grand, and I'll just sort of start cleaning up the dishes again. Maybe she's some sort of grand captain at arms, and she she runs like a defense force for. Uh, stat and prosic against an army of ghosts or yeah, something. Do you think she has like a cool eye patch too? Oh, she's got three eye patches. You know oh, it. Oh man, what, what, where's the third eye patch go? Just does, does she double eye patch one of the eyes on her on her forehead? On her forehead? Why do you think oh, like a third uh, why eye? Do you think Atticus is so? Yeah, why do you think he's so creepy about eyes? Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, toss the bulls in the sink. Okay, we're done. Yep. So with that, the uh, the two of you conclude your your hour of cleaning up and you make your way uh, towards Captain Thaticus's cabin and the door looms in front of you. Ominous, as you know what lies beyond is one very large, angry Goliath. I tentatively knock. Come in. Swing the door open. Creak. <laughs> so if you make your way inside, it's pretty Spartan inside, I would imagine. Pretty much just bed, desk, maybe a chair. He's got a couple amiibos. Nothing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to talk with us? Uh, yes. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming to um, my quarters. Um, I, I. This is hard. This is really hard. I want to thank both of you, actually. Um, I know I'm not a kind person. I know I'm rough around the edges. I understand that. It's who I am. It's how I'm effective as a captain. Um, you know, I think respect should be earned, not given. But I do want to thank you. You you helped me in the cave. And so far, you have been useful to the ship. Um, I don't know what we would have done without you mending the sails. Uh, don't take my um, annoyance with the situation 
as frustration with you two. But you do need to relax on the questions. What questions? Why? You know, it's so annoying. <laughs> I have you two, and then I have a fucking one-year-old who everyone's like, kids ask so many fucking questions. And every day, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. He hasn't shut up since he turned, like, six months old. And I can't do it. Mm. All right. Anyways. Um, I, I, I called you in here to to thank you. Um, I know you're not staying, but I, I do appreciate your help. Um, you've been... You've been nice to have on the ship. Well, that's good to know. And if this was just an attempt to sweet talk us to help you get the stone back, no need to worry. That was our plan from from the start. You're still welcome to leave when we get the start. That's up to you guys. Uh, if I can drop you off there and you can continue your journey or you can come along, that's, that's up to you. Actually, sir, we were talking about this downstairs or... Over in the... I don't know how the ship works. We were talking. And I heard you through the vents. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to stick with you, if that's all right. We don't know, well, one, where temperature is if we were even to go back. But also, we feel like there might be a, a reason, at least I do, that we are here that we were found by you we ended up in the labyrinth for whatever reason and afterwards we ended up on the ship there might be something for us to do and i think it has something to do with the corsair and helping you get the brazier stone back to fulsk it's definitely having to do with crushing that corsair guy knocking him down a peg or two yeah there's we have some questions and if I cannot ask for assistance from the dead, then maybe the living, even if they're, you know, obviously evil and running a ghost ship. Okay. So sounds like we're heading the same direction. How are you doing about the whole ghost thing? Go oh fuck ghosts. <laughs> do you do you believe in them now? I mean I've always believed I just don't like them. Mm. You can believe in spiders and not like spiders. I don't like ghosts. You know? They don't make sense. Do you want to talk about it? I don't think much makes sense. Yeah. Why is why is he like canonically now a fucking therapist? <laughs> like, why is that? Why are you pushing this so hard? Is there like a perk it. you're going for? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think at a certain point, uh, now that uh, Mock and Sully have gone through like this situation, being around people again and again, that we have come to a point where we just want to kind of help out. And we're aware that the people we're around might have emotional problems that we can help resolve just because we, we've done that like three times now. You two have emotional problems. <laughs> yeah, but we've also got each other. I'm going to therapist Aww. the therapist. Oh, that's cute. Anyways, yes, we'd like to stay with you. Okay. Um, what you're doing is helpful. I understand uh, you've been charting uh, slowly and mock. You've been excellent in the kitchen. Uh, keep it up. We should be there not too long. Before we know it. Almost like a fast travel. <laughs> smash <laughs> cut. <laughs> We're outside of Stott and Smash cut, not yet. <laughs> exactly. Max started to rev up to it. The power of friendship, everyone. So with uh, with that conversation coming to a close, the, oh, the, really? the curtain sort of fades on this scene and 
we're just gonna montage this a little bit because you're gonna be at sea for like two weeks. It's a it's a long haul, so there's a lot of work to be done around the ship. Solly are helping haul things around, keep things organized and, and constructed. Mock, you are helping a lot with the the food that's going on and helping in in other ways with your arcane abilities and your nimbleness and being able to get into tighter to reach places and climbing up on the on the mast, etc. Thaticus, as always, you're running a tight ship and things are moving smoothly. You guys are making some good time. Um, and with all this and through your harrowing encounters in the cave, the three of you all level up. Nice. Incredible. Truly the power of friendship. So that puts Mock and Sully bumping up to level seven, and that brings Thaticus yes. to level eight. All right, here's the most important role of the Day boys, that hit die. Let's get that Let's hit see die that roll. Level up a twelve. Wow, I rolled a twelve on a D eight. How did you do That's that, wrong. Vic? What'd you end up with? How did you do that? What'd you end up with there, Vic? Oh mm-hmm. me? Oh, I I got a five plus two, which is my Constitution modifier because Sully's a healthy lad, uh, which gets me a seven point boost to fifty four hit Very points. Very nice. That's good having to bust your Constitution. Mm. It is. What has that? Uh, is that a negative one or a zero? What you got there? Dump this stat. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is gonna be a, a five. All right. Uh, no, how about you tell me the number on that die though? It's a one, but you know. We'll, we'll take averages. We'll yeah, use roll, averages out of the Roll and average. Embarrassing. Better the two. Embarrassing. That is, you wanna roll that d twelve? I already did it earlier. I can do it again. I rolled oh. a seven, which is plus three. Nice. Where I can do it again. No, you're one. good. Nice. You rolled it earlier. We're good to go. That's another seven. Wow. Which that was a joke. Wow. <laughs> Matt, Eric, look at that. Just so it's not. Yeah. It's hard to see. I can see it's a seven. Okay, yeah. That's hilarious. All right. Seven plus three, ten. So I'm at eighty-four. Very nice. So that is what kind of what kind of goodies did you pick up with your level eight? Was that just an API for I just you? Got fucking stronger. <laughs> I mean, it's just out there fucking benching barrels <laughs> and crates. All right. I, crates and barrels. The first time you made the crate and barrel joke, I let it slide. Oh no! It was great. This is a season like episode one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. long-standing <laughs> joke. We can't give it up now. It's canon. You ever been in that spotter? Yeah, I've never been. I've never been. Yeah, we'll take we'll take a group trip sometime over the holidays. Take a picture, a Twitter a Twitter picture. Right. Yeah, I found it. Okay. Yeah, I just I got uh, a stronger. So uh, two to strength gives me a plus five. So all my rolls for damage and attack bonuses will go up. Very nice. May not be the fanciest, nice. but man, is it helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sully, what uh, what sort of goodies have you uh, picked up? You don't have to run me through your spells or anything. Just sort of an idea of what some things are that you're you're moving towards now. Right. So I've actually got some new spells. I, I get access to fourth level. And uh, I, I think as this is the first time that I can remember that we've actually had a chance to like have some downtime mm-hmm. after we leveled up or during the level up. I think Sully's actually going to spend a lot of his time on the ship over the next two weeks practicing his spells. Uh, so I can sort of actually go through some of the spells I have access to, but maybe maybe we'll, we'll sort it out some other way. But regardless, okay. he's got some upper level spells now. And he's also got access to some things that he got at lower levels that haven't come up yet. He's got another Warlock Invocation, 
uh, much like the the eyes um, that let him see in the dark or the mask of many faces, which lets him sort of change his appearance. Um, he's got another one of those that might come up at some point. He's got a new uh, Hexblade Warlock ability that uh, will come up eventually. It just hasn't been mm-hmm. procced yet. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what he's got. So he's trying to... He's trying to enter a period of self-discovery. Excellent. Very excellent. Mock, what sort of things have you picked up? Mock, on his monk side, gets evasion, which allows me to be more effective against dexterity area of effects, and only taking half damage on fail or no damage on success. Uh, nice for that little extra AoE. Encounters, I also have stillness of mind, which allows me to use my action to end a charmed or frightened condition on myself and i'm looking up right now just so if it comes in the future i don't know if that means if i'm hasted if my hasted action can count for that i know an attack action doesn't chain with getting the extra attacks but i don't know if it's still considered an action mechanically to combine that so i'll see what the twitter sphere says later as a wizard, I get some 4th level spells, which allows me to alter reality even more intensely. Excellent. Alright, so that's some great new utility for you guys. It's uh, Tyler with TR. Oh, jeez, they're gonna find me. Alright, I'm not allowed to record by myself, but um, they all fucked up and didn't do it this week, so I'm in charge. Um, a, a new episode, November 6th. Uh, uh, thanks for watching. Bye. Oh, okay, I almost forgot. Uh, one last thing. Um, happy Halloween. You have a great one. Be safe. The ship has been at sea now for better part of a week at this point. The three of you have been going about your, your normal duties and and you see that uh, Krosk is standing on the deck of the ship and he's looking out uh, towards the south and you can see the coastline just in the distance. You've generally been keeping the coast within view to help with your navigation as you move along. And there's, there's a fog that's rippling out along the water a little bit. And Krosk is standing there with his arms crossed out in front of him. And he, he stares off into the into the, the shoreline there. And Mock and Sully, the two of you, have been chatting on deck perhaps a little bit. And uh, notice Krosk standing there just sort of staring out into the distance. What's up with Krosk, Mock? Mm, you know, some ghost stories remain ghost stories because the reality is a little bit too hard to face. Do you want to go Might talk with him? feel like that's the case. Uh, no, I think we'll let him have this one. Wait, so we've got this whole, we got this whole. <laughs> Remember when he said, let's set up some vignettes no. and Eric's like, nah, fuck that. <clears throat> You'll come across a shining emerald. We're going to leave it. All right. <laughs> Sully then gets up and walks over to Krosk. I'll accept this call to adventure. 
<laughs> Excellent. Hey, Cross, uh, you good? Hello, hello, Sully. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it is fine. It's. Uh, hmm. It has been a while since I've been out this way. It's uh, out there is uh, the frost bog. I don't know if you're familiar at all with any of its stories. I'm finding increasingly that I am less and less familiar with everything. Mm, that's fair. You're a bit far from home from what you have said before. I understand. Uh, yes, the frost bog is a... It's a cold, dark, damp place of many horrors, you could say. Uh, that's why the people of Prosik are so afraid of it, but we've not gotten quite that far yet. You can see there is a, a river that runs through this swampland as it reaches a delta out to the sea and the strange things move there in the night. Are you it's... from Prosik? No, no, I'm not from there myself. Uh, but I uh, spent a bit of time there um, and it uh, it wears on a man, you could say. Uh, you know, I I thank it because it is uh, where I was uh, picked up by a certain capitan, uh, but uh, it is uh, it is where I found myself for some time. I uh, was not quite so fortunate to have grown up with uh, a family of those who are close to me who could keep an eye on me all the time, so I ended up uh, sort of roaming from ship to ship as a young lad and ended up in Prosik where... The ships never seemed to leave as much as they should have afterwards. And there was always strange sounds in the dark, and many lost their minds there. But one day there was a certain rolling thunder that came through and needed to dock for supplies. And I found my way aboard, and a certain capitan found a place for me. It's, uh, it's a hard place, but some call it home, I suppose. Is there any such... Places full of ghosts where you come from, Sully? Some sort of darkness that you've left behind? I turn and look out into the fog as well, and I say, I didn't think so when I lived there. Every memory that I made was good, was productive, was sweet. But the more I get displaced from home and the more I experience the world beyond the more it feels like it was all just ghosts. Like maybe, maybe my memories aren't real or reliable and maybe what I thought was home wasn't what it actually was. If all this is out here and I gesture at the fog, if all these people struggling and these frost lands and the sea, if that's been here all along, then maybe I was just an unaware child. It can be hard to see when you're in the midst of it. Yeah. It's, it's hard to see beyond your own walls. It takes time and distance to learn perspective. Sully, it appears you've already gained a little bit of that wisdom faster than I have. You should be proud of yourself for that. You're a quick learner, it seems. I don't know about that. I've, I feel like I've been failing more than I've been succeeding out here. Ah, but that's the fastest way to learn, is it not? It's also a fast way to to die. 
If I didn't have Mark, I don't know what I'd do. Uh, but you do, and Mark has you. Is that not the case? It's true. So don't be afraid to lean on each other. It is for the best. And he pats you with a large, meaty, scaly palm and gives you a nod, and he heads off uh, down towards the galley once more. I look out into the fog. A couple more days into the voyage, the... Uh, the group of you make your way out a little bit, riding the currents a little bit farther from, from land, and you lose sight of of the shoreline for a while. And Mock, you're cleaning up after a, a, a breakfast one morning when Quillen comes in, and uh, he flips up his one eye patch after he comes in, inside and says, Hey, uh, Mock, um, how are uh, how you doing? Thank you for, uh, for, for, for breakfast. That was a... Uh, Boy, it was nice and warm. Yeah, happy to be a service. So, uh, listen, I, I feel like I should help you out a little bit since you're always doing so much for us with this whole warm food thing and everything. Um, maybe give you a little something in return, if that's all right. Yeah, what do you have in mind? So, I I try not to dip into my reserves too often. I like to always stay prepared. Um, my eyes light up. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I want to make sure that I'm ready because, uh, you know, if, if you get boarded, you know, you're, you're under, under in the cabin, you need to, you need to be able to see in the dark at any time. Right. So I got to keep your eyes covered. So, but if things get too crazy, could lose one. It's like, it's, it's anyways, uh, and he reaches into his pocket and uh, he's like this, uh, there's, I've got, I've got a spare. And he, he reaches out and he hands you a pretty nicely fashioned leather eye patch. Oh, oh, this is what you meant by reserve. It's not like reserved bourbon bottle or something like that. No, this is this is great. Thanks. I need my eye to see. I, I'm not sure how you managed to get around with having both your eyes covered. Well, I, I know the ship pretty well at this point. I just never want to be caught unawares, you know? Mm. Okay. I cover my bad eye with the eye patch. Yeah, you're able to remove that sort of strip of clothing that you had on your from torn from your robes before and and so now you have a, a nicely uh, a nicely covered eye patch. Now it's uh it's made out of a black leather and, and seems to go nicely on your, your shiny bald head. Well which let's tap into that. How's your hair doing? Because if I remember correctly, there was a conversation with Lou where Mock threatened to grow his hair out. So where are we at on that? Is is Mock looking like he's uh, starting boot camp now, like buzz cut? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Mock's growing out that hair. Gonna prove one of the merchants wrong next time. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, Mock has a has a lovely eye patch now to uh, to add to his uh, his collection of items. At that point. All right. Thaticus, is there anything that you would like to be doing while we're uh, on this this longer stretch here? I don't necessarily have a whole lot planned for Thaticus as he is in charge of this here ship. Uh, getting fucking swole, please. All right. <laughs> no, uh, he Thaticus, he <clears throat> he's never been beat like that before, so he is working harder than before. You know, he's not really asking people to pull up the anchor at night. He's just doing it himself. He's raising the sails himself. There's a lot he's doing that he shouldn't be doing because he's just working harder than anyone else on the ship. All right. So Thaticus is pretty 
worn out, I guess, mentally and physically right now. He's probably, pushing himself so hard. Probably sleeping pretty hard. I'm I'm sort of imagining a, a point where maybe Thaticus pulls up the anchor all the way and is just like on his back on the deck, like just pressing the anchor. <laughs> is that is that something that we could we can imagine was happening? Probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So Thaticus is getting getting yoked uh, throughout this this entire voyage as well. I'm going to try to sneak up with the guy who always says first. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so Urkai, Urkai is, is up in his crow's nest. It's the middle of the day right now. He's he's in the crow's nest. Just got his 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 telescope out in front, and he's peering along and really scanning the horizon out in front of all of you as you're trying to track down this this ghostly ship that you came across before. So you're uh, you're gonna climb up the mast to try and. Get the jump on him. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me that. Uh, give, go ahead and give me an acrobatics roll to to climb up there, parkour up there. Twelve. Twelve. Okay, you're not doing some cool flips or anything. You're, but you're able to to sort of hoist your way up and and roll across the various mastheads, etc. And give me that stealth check now. If you'd gotten a really good acrobatics roll, I would have given you advantage mm-hmm. on the stealth check. But it was right down the middle, so go ahead and give me that stealth check. Twelve. A 12. All right, let's roll with Urkai here. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, it's got a pretty high perception score. Because he sees things first. He sees things first. Okay, he rolled 17. So as he's Urkai is peering out with his, his telescope, you see him just freeze for a second. And telescope lowers as he just looks off into the distance with his eyes. And his head whips around down towards you and he goes, I saw you coming. I saw you first. I bet you didn't even see me up here. Oh no, you're up here. Yeah. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Saw you first. Oh, that's. I was just climbing up here to get a get a nice view of the land. Yeah, trying to get trying to get a, get a view for things. Yeah. Oh, you, can uh, I can I can I see the telescope? Can I look through it? You see his face kind of light up for a second. He's like, uh, it, yeah. Nobody ever comes up here. So. Ask about, yeah, uh, here, let me, let me scoot over some. Now, the, the crow's nest is about the size of Urkai. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a very large half-orc. He's sort of, uh, sort of imagine Mr. Incredible in his car. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what Urkai looks like in the crow's nest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tries to, like, slide to the side some. Like, you could maybe get a leg in there. And he uh, hands the telescope up to you. All right. I'm gonna imagine I have advantage on seeing out of this thing. Yes, you do. It only needs one eye. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to peer out at the land and see the view that he sees. Okay. So you, you scan across the the horizon out in front of you, which uh, the ship is not currently pointed towards the shore. But then you slowly sweep uh, across, and then you see a pretty incredible sight. It's it's hard to see because it's far away on the horizon, but. Uh, with the, the aid of the telescope and your additional height up in the crow's nest, uh, you're able to see these large sort of mountainous cliffs uh, near near the sea, and it looks like they've been almost split apart some. And uh, you can see a lot of light reflecting back and forth as it, it appears to be glistening across a lot of these. And uh, the water there seems to be very still and, and clear and uh, and guy sees what direction you're, you're looking in and he says oh yeah that's uh looking towards the the fjord huh it's uh it's pretty gorgeous isn't it yeah no i i can see why you're so excited to see things from up here and want to share it with others i'm surprised no one wants to 
get the same view as you. Ah, uh, you know, everybody's busy doing their own jobs and everything. So, you know, it's just, this is mine, but I try not to tell anybody the secret that I really just enjoyed. So it's not really work, you know, <laughs> so don't, don't tell the captain. I don't know. Secret safe with me. Yeah. I'm working hard up here. Yeah. Very hard. Real hard. I mean, climbing, climbing these ropes every mm. day, getting to the station. I understand. Mm. Yeah. See, you understand. Mm-hmm. You, uh, if you ever want to come back up in Luxembourg, like that's, that's all right. You can, uh, deliver reports from me. Yeah. I, th- I think I'll make a habit of it. And each time I try to sneak up on him. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you give me another, uh, a stealth roll to see, see how that goes. Just, just sort of flat over the the, the future. Ooh, eighteen plus six. Okay. Yeah. Twenty four. Excellent. Yeah. So he's feeling a little more relaxed now because he's his guard is down a little bit, and so he just rolled a fourteen mm-hmm. on his. So uh, you start to sneak up on him some, um, and uh, over the course of the next few days, you uh, you sneak up behind him and uh, just whisper first into his ear. And you see him sort of like jolt upright for a second. And he, he scowls a little bit. Don't necessarily like that, but he seems mostly excited that you're going to be up there. Mm-hmm. And with that, on uh, the roughly the 12th day of your, your voyage at sea, uh, Mach, why don't you uh, give me a, a nice perception check out of that, uh, out of that spyglass there. You do not have disadvantage because it's, just out of a spyglass using one eye. Mm-hmm. An 18? 18. Mock, you you scan the horizon and something catches your eye. You see some darkness in a rather bright day. And as you, you focus in on it some, you can see the telltale signs of smoke billowing and rising up in a large, large plume. It seems to be coming uh, from the shoreline in the direction you're headed. I hand the spyglass to Urkai, and I tell him, check out the coast. It's something's not right, and I just jump. I don't even climb down. I just jump from the mast, and I point to the shoreline and say, shoreline's haunted. It's all about rolling dice, baby!